Welcome to the Human Theatre, a safe space teemed with an abundance of exploration about what it means to be a human in this world. Optimal health is your birthright and should not be a luxury. Knowing how your body works and understanding everything that relates to your human experience comes with the package. My name is Kelsey Buchholter, and I am here to dive deep into all things mental and physical health, longevity, nutrition, human consciousness, creativity, and more. Join me in normalizing the concept of what it means to be a human and the importance of being you. Enjoy the show. Hello humans, my name is Kelsey. I am a singer-songwriter, actor, dancer, nutrition advisor, health coach, and your host. And welcome to the 60th show housed in the Human Theatre. Today, I have the honor of bringing onto the show a very inspiring human, and her name is Jane Bullen. Jane believes research in healthcare needs better funding and strong minds. As the Chief Operating Officer of the Noakes Foundation, she established Eat Better South Africa alongside inspiring colleagues and Professor Noakes, and believes in building stronger collaboration in the nutrition and science game. After realizing the dichotomy between brand research budgets and human health research, she decided to leave the formal research world, committed to bringing her global experience in big biz research, systems, and policy change expertise into new areas to affect health change to human health. Jane is an MBA Chevening Scholar, High Diploma in Marketing and International Relations graduate. In her MBA at Leeds University, she focused on the regulation of marketing to children in the food and fast food categories, later conducting pan-European media research and strategy evaluation in this area for various global health bodies and brands. As an extension of her collaborative vision for the future of human health and better healthcare systems, she co-founded Nutrition Network and has been its managing director since it was founded in 2018. And today, Jane and I dive deep into so many topics relating to regaining health. Symptoms being our greatest teachers, the metabolism and its role in most chronic conditions, the power of nutrition in helping regain health, specifically metabolic health, PCOS, insulin resistance, weight management, the power of having a coach, root cause healing, nutrition network and their new cancer module and so much more. I am so excited to share it with you. I am also pleased to announce that Nutrition Network is about to launch their latest training, Cancer, a Metabolic Disease, an online training with a focus on understanding the mechanisms underlying cancer as a modern and metabolic disease, while providing tools and strategies on how to implement therapeutic carbohydrate restriction and fasting for cancer treatment. This training will provide students with the skills needed to understand, manage, and treat their cancer patients holistically. Now open for enrollment at a discounted early bird rate of 20% off. This discount is valid until the launch date on the 29th of February, 2024. A link will be in the show notes. Before I get on to today's show, I'd like to remind you of your special 10% discount on any Oxford HealthSpan product. 
Oxford Healthspan are doing important work in bringing to the market high-quality, effective, bioavailable and science-backed botanical compounds that harness the body's innate ability to repair, renew and promote vigorous longevity and increased health span. I interviewed the founder, Leslie Kenny, on episode 6. I highly recommend you give it a listen if you haven't yet done so. So, when you enter Kelsey, K-E-L-S-E-Y, all in capitals as the discount code at checkout, you will receive a 10% discount. I'm often asked what my skincare routine is, and to be honest, I don't really have one. But as I've gotten older, anti-aging has become more of a priority for me. Yes, I am a vain woman. And our skin is our largest organ, so of course, whatever we put on it contributes to our current state of health. So, if you are like me, and are weary of what you put on your body, but also want to age gracefully, then Zero BS Beef Tallow products are your godsend. Scientifically backed, dermatologically approved, and environmentally sustainable, Zero BS provides the solution for your skincare routine. And you can get a 10% discount on any order from Zero BS using the discount code Kelsey underscore Bucholta as the coupon code at checkout. That's all lowercase K-E-L-S-E-Y underscore B-U-C-H-A-L-T-E-R. A link will be in the show notes. Want to know what nature's true multivitamin is? It's liver. Yep, you heard me, liver. Our hunter-gatherer predecessors knew how prized the organs of their keel were, and would consume those before consuming the muscle meat. Stacked with bioavailable vitamin B12, B5, choline, iron, vitamin A, D, E, and K, and copper, you are vitality guaranteed. And there is this new, amazing, ancestrally-inspired company called Liffer, providing you with this prized, nutrient-dense powerhouse desiccated and encapsulated for your ease of ingestion. If you want to get your hands on Liffer's Kudu Liver Supplement, which I would argue is not really a supplement because it is just food, desiccated Kudu Liver, use code KUDU10, K-U-D-U and the number 10 to get 10% off. A link will be in the show notes. Another exciting announcement is that I have teamed up with Nutrition Network and have a special affiliate link to share with you. Nutrition Network is an online accredited education, connection, and learning platform founded by the Noakes Foundation in partnership with an esteemed team of doctors and scientists. The platform has been designed exclusively for healthcare practitioners across all disciplines, covering the latest and most up-to-date science and research in the field of low-carb nutrition. As a Nutrition Network nutritional advisor and ambassador, you can enroll in any of their incredible courses using the link in the show notes. If you are a medical professional or someone just interested and you want to enhance your practice in life, actively be on the pulse with all the latest research, be involved in an international community and be lectured by the world's leading doctors, coaches and researchers in the field of nutrition, look no further. A link will be in the show notes. I also want to disclose that the content shared on this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be taken as medical advice. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed medical practitioner. And without further ado, here's my chat with the amazing Jane Bullen. Jane Bullen, welcome to the Human Theatre Podcast. 
Thank you so much. It's so lovely to be here. It's an honor to have you on the show. Where in the world are you currently speaking to us from? I am in Onris, Western Cape, South Africa, Africa, planet Earth. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. I used to go to a camp like during the December holidays in Onris, and it's a beautiful little pocket of the Western Cape. Very beautiful. We're very lucky to yeah. live in this beautiful country and place. Mm, midsummer hot and gorgeous very very hot very mm. very gorgeous mm. we love the sun <laughs> <laughs> well I usually start um by asking my guests what their backstory is and what has gotten them to where they are today so the floor is absolutely yours gosh so I mean my backstory is just a life of it's having different challenges with my health I think I'm going to start there, you know, for the context of this podcast. And it's like I now know, of course, that I'm one of so, so many. Um, but the reason that I sit in the chair that I'm sitting in right now and do the work that I do in my life with so much passion is because I spent decades struggling with what's now kind of considered like, you know, niggly health issues, things that people didn't understand. And going to different doctors, specialists, dietitians, every kind of thing you could imagine, and, and trying to explain what was going on, but no one understood it. And there wasn't a pathway um, for help. And in, well, and no, let me, I'm wrong. There were pathways for help, but they all made, seemed to make me worse off and made me sicker and made me struggle more and more with my weight and with my health. And it felt like I was kind of grappling with a, a, a muddle of things that didn't make any sense for many decades, so for over 20 years. And then I finally got to a point where I found things that started to make sense and to answer the questions that I'd been figuring out in my head through the myriad of complexity of human health that we're facing. Um, and then I was frustrated and confused and angry at like how it could have been so simple and why no one knew this, you know, and where we went wrong. And I started to sort of unpack what was going on in the science, so how science, marketing, business and life intersected and why we've got things so wrong in terms of the picture of human health and our understanding of what it should look like and how we should be living and eating in particular. Um, so it, it led me on a long journey of inquiry, self-inquiry and health challenges. And I'm still on very much on that journey. It's not like they're all resolved by any stretch of the imagination, but as an aspect of that, it's really driven me into a deep, deep passion for wanting to advocate for change so that the next generation has a healthy life. Beautiful. I could not resonate deeper with everything that you have just said. I think, you know, just going back to symptoms being, you know, a great teacher for us because symptoms essentially, they, they don't just happen out of nowhere like they're not insignificant and I, I really do empathize with the confusion especially when there are like so many varying arrays of different symptoms and just wanting to find answers yeah. and yeah and and I think the difficulty is that there, there haven't really been answers there hasn't you know I mean if you look at sort of what we now call metabolic health that was not something that people understood and they also didn't Medicine did not acknowledge insulin resistance as a condition that was needed, that needed to consideration or even testing for, say, 10, 15 years ago. It was still very much like, what are you talking about? Why do you need that? What's the test for it? Is there a test for it? Um, whereas now we know that there are certain things that we can look out for 
20 years before the presentation of an ill, a, I'm going to say a chronic disease, but a health condition on the large range of the spectrum. And that can vary and manifest in many, many different ways. So that initial kind of problem that we see when someone's metabolic health distorts or takes starts to take the wrong journey we don't know what those early cues are and we only medicine only recognizes them when they're so far down the line that it's almost very very difficult almost impossible to reverse them at times so we want to be sort of going back downstream and and back upstream and saying well what do we what did we do wrong and how do we get people support and health much earlier on no, 100%. And I think that's where the important work that Nutrition that nutrition Network are doing comes into play. Because, I mean, I as well was in the standard of care for 20 plus years. And I, like not one specialist physician that I went to ever asked me, Kelsey, what are you eating? Mm. And I think um, what I would like to highlight for people is the underpinning of metabolic health on your entire functioning as a human, because I say this often for those who have listened to the to the podcast or any episode, but we our cells are literally made up of what we eat and assimilate and digest. So, just the whole nutrition piece alone um, needs to be addressed with any symptom that you're experiencing. Absolutely, and I mean, arguably, it should be the first thing that's addressed. You know, exactly. What we're actually putting into our body. Okay, absolutely. There's a couple of other lifestyle markers that we can start to look at, like sleep and mindset and all of the stress. But but food is the first thing. It's like first, let's look at what's happening in your diet and what you're consuming yeah. uh, before anything else. You know, and then if that doesn't work, then we move on to, and that's what Hippocrates said a very, very long time ago. You know, he said, let food be your medicine and let medicine be your food. And it's like, how did we go so wrong? That he was kind of the, you know, he's the person that, or he's the, his principles are what modern medicine is founded on. And yet we've gone so far. We've gone so far in a different direction that yeah. people aren't necessarily even eating food anymore and are actually incredibly confused as in some cases as to the difference between food and medicine um like there's actually the categories have imploded so heavily particularly in the states i mean when i was there last year i took some photos that i posted about it where actually now medications and supplements and food are like sold interchangeably on the same shelf at times and i don't think consumers necessarily even know the difference yeah i know it's it's quite scary when you think about it actually (laughs) um but yeah I think I do think I am hopeful in that we are on this like crevice of a movement you know just I think a group of people realizing more and more and more that the further away that we deteriorate from our natural environment and our natural state of being and living and eating and sleeping and moving the sicker we're going to become um and the more of a burden that we're going to be holding on to countries and medical systems, you know, entirely. And I think, again, this is where, like, why Nutrition Network is so important and why I'm so passionate and vocal about the work that you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm assuming for you and your journey that the, nu- the nutrition piece was also, like, one of the biggest game changers for you in your own journey. It was a very big game changer, but I'm not going to say I didn't know about it. So I think I always focus on nutrition, um, but I was on the wrong nutritional path. 
So, you know, the thing about different, there are different manifestations of chronic disease and obviously obesity is one of the most visually present ones that we see in society. It's the most obvious. Um, and it, it leads one on a path, diet path. You know, I mean, that's what happens is like people look at you and then you go on a diet and then you starve yourself. So I was always this very, very healthy eater, like healthy and in inverted commas, the green juice person. I was focusing on nutrition. I was long before people knew what the Atkins was. I was like dabbling with that. Then I was dabbling with green juices for a long time. Then fasting, then, you know, I did it all. Um, but it was I was over maybe actually over fixated on nutrition for a very long time in the wrong directions, um, and that was just a process of trial and error, you know. So so I always knew that nutrition was so important. But I was there you, when you get diagnosed with something like I was diagnosed with um, polycystic ovarian syndrome and insulin resistance when I was 21. You given like in those days it was the GI diet. So I then was dropped everything that was not. A high, you know, this was like I gave up everything high GI and was putting four teaspoons of fructose into my tea because that was considered low GI. And I was like, oh, this is so healthy. Meanwhile, of course, now I understand that was one of the key drivers of why I developed fatty liver disease a few years later. You know, so it's like the, the misunderstanding around what's healthy diet is one of the biggest problems in nutrition. So we have a lot of people focusing solely on nutrition and getting it incredibly wrong. Mm. I I would love to, if you don't mind, double click on PCOS, insulin resistance and fatty liver disease. And I think we can maybe double click on this and hopefully um, convey to people and help them understand the importance of metabolic health. Um, so, mm. I, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are struggling with PCOS who've had even like just any gynecological disorder. Mm. And maybe we could paint a picture of how they are linked to the metabolism yeah absolutely i mean i think the interesting thing with pcos is that when i i never i wasn't actively trying to conceive but i know that you know if you've got diagnosed pcos it's very difficult to conceive for a lot of people and when i fell pregnant with my son that was the first time i ever took metformin um so there was this kind of direct correlation that something happened and it and unleashed my fertility at a level that I wasn't expecting or actually working towards. Um, and that's what's so interesting at that time. That was my son's 16 now. So that was very early on where there wasn't that understanding that metformin is actually a treatment drug now for polycystic ovarian syndrome and for many other of these conditions. And why is that? Because it's the same thing. So diabetes or prediabetes is the driver of almost all metabolic diseases. Um, and, you know, and we're now understanding, of course, that it's, it's like the driver of actually a significant number of neurological diseases. And likely one of the drivers and factors that contribute towards cancer and, you know, many <laughs> non-communicable diseases ultimately. So it's like we, we've got a little bit confused at looking symptomatically at diseases. So we've gone, okay, we've got non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and PCOS and, and thinking that they're different things, thinking that the systems in the body are isolated. You know, so if someone goes to a psychiatrist and their focus is purely on their mental health and on a psychiatric treatment to the disease, but our new understanding is that the gut and metabolism are actually the drivers of mental health conditions and neurological, cognitive decline and neurological diseases. So we've, we, we've forgotten in the siloing of medicine and the specialization of it, 
that the, we're looking at the whole human body and the system. This is where physicians are so interesting and why they come very early to looking at metabolic health because they are the one doctor that really looks at all the systems and how they play into each other. Uh, so so my, my regret to some extent, and that's I say it with so much respect for my many colleagues and friends and, and you know the students at Nutrition Network that are specialists, is that we, we can't specialize ourselves too much that we forget about the other systems and organs in the body and in the overall picture. And the picture that connects all of the systems is, of course, the lifestyle and diet of the patient, which is first and foremost. 100%. And I think, you know, one thing that Nutrition Network, you know, really helps to pin down and something that I have has been a game changer for my understanding of getting my own health back is just this, this um, statement of like getting to the root cause of your symptoms. So not just treating the symptoms one by one, but actually asking and interrogating, okay, where is this coming from? What is the root? And as you so eloquently described, for the most part, like (laughs) our metabolic health, our lifestyle, those things obviously are huge contributing factors to our current symptoms. And at the root of most of these chronic modern diseases of civilization is, you know, poor metabolic health, insulin resistance, glucose dysregulation, et cetera, et cetera. And they manifest in many different ways according to your genetic predispositions. And that is the difficult thing is it's like we don't really know where it's going to land, you know. Mm. And we don't necessarily know with the patient, you know, where it's going to land. So what we're seeing is the manifestation of metabolic disease or diabetes in, as I said earlier, in every or every or any organ in the body, and that ranges. And this is why, actually, at the Nutrition Network, we're so lucky, and why it's so interesting is because we have ophthalmologists, we have oncologists, we have every kind of imaginable specialization. Suddenly, making that correlation at some point and going, I, I'm going to have to understand metabolic disease better because, the, you know, there's just macular degeneration. It's I'm, as an ophthalmologist, I'm going to have to understand diabetes. I'm yeah. Going, like that we all have to kind of understand and that means we have to understand diet 100 and stress because those are connected you know yeah 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 100 i think i i personally would trust any physician any doctor any coach any therapist that has you know is involved in the nutrition network or has done their training just because of the the holistic integrity and just yeah top class mm-hmm. <laughs> understanding of the human body and how it works and okay. as you said sorry yeah no, I mean and just the fact that you've mentioned coaches is so important it's something that we haven't I haven't mentioned is obviously that whole relationship that exists between a patient or a person and a coach versus a person in the medical profession um, and there is a difference there that it's, it's kind of something worth talking about a bit which is that you know if we talk about this 20-year dis- path to chronic disease there's 20 years before you need to go to the doctor in a lot of people's cases like so the the blood glucose goes over the thresholds only after 20 years of problems that have come before it and lifestyle problems that have led to the diagnosis of diabetes and then you're in the medical system and you're in hospitals and you're in clinics and you're having blood tests but before that is just the the person that can help you to actually 
look at what's going on in your body and it has guide you a coach is ultimately a guide you know when my when my sister was quite young I was much younger she got a little bit overweight at puberty and we all launched off to Weight Watchers um, so it was way less and we used to go and sit in a church hall every Wednesday night and there was a, a very very sweet t- with absolutely no qualifications whatsoever lady that was motivating and weighing everyone and that's like, you know, it's like pre-primary healthcare. It's it's these are people that are helping people with their diets and their lifestyles are the people that are going to prevent the necessity for chronic disease to take over and kill, the, you know, a country, a planet in the way that it looks like it is currently going to do when we look at the graphs and the, the trajectory of disease that's happening so quickly. It's like it's out of control. And how do we stop it? We can't stop the waterfall once it's over the cliff. We have to go way back upstream, and that's coaches. They're the most important people in the sort of healthcare transition that we're hoping to manifest. Yeah, 100%. And I'm very honoured to be on the path to becoming a a very educated (laughs) practitioner coach with um, Nutrition Network, Um, one of my biggest dreams. (laughs) So amazing that you're going to be on our next training which I think does it start next week if I'm correct or this week even this week is the, oh, the first <laughs> I'm so excited I'm literally counting down the hours <laughs> amazing amazing yeah I think again also uh, with all due respect to medical doctors because I think uh, the amount of work and overwork and stress that even students <laughs> studying medicine go through and you know they can only do so much and they only have so much and you know I, I do believe that you know for the most part all doctors are well intended and well well intentioned and do want to help people um it's just you know unfortunately the misinformation and you know a lot of constraints even just with regards to the time that they can have with patients and i think that just speaks to the greater importance of having that intermediary and that is where a coach comes into play as well um to help on the behavioral side because that in and of itself is a whole process <laughs> absolutely and actually interesting to you or relevant to you is that we've got one oncologist one medical doctor and one occupa- specialist in cancer occupa- occupational therapist that's on our coach training this round so we're seeing people coming from these high science specializations and qualifications and suddenly after 10 15 20 years of working with patients going, oh, my word, like I need to find a way to coach them because they, they're coming back with, you know, they, they're returning with the same habits if they're not mm. coached by me. But, of course, even better yet is to work with a coach and to go, okay, this is we're a team, we're a health care team that's going to walk you through this journey back to health. And what we've seen in the research, um, a couple of very interesting studies, one that was done in one of our medical directors practice, um, which was where a coach and a doctor worked together on type two diabetic patients with a continuous glucose monitor. Um, And we just see that if there's a combination of good diagnostic monitoring and medical support plus coach, it's significantly more effective in terms of the outlook of the patient. So we're seeing data coming in now that shows us that, you know, this is where all of these things come together very, very cleverly. It's We're not trying to sort of take patients out of the healthcare system. We're trying to ensure that they actually have better outcomes. 
and empower them with the behavioral change and the understanding to take ownership of their health. Exactly. And then ultimately what happens is, of course, they do leave the medical system because that's what you want. Any good doctor wants their patient to leave and to go on and live a healthy life where they're not going to need, you know, heavy drugs or medical intervention. Ultimately, that's what brings joy. And what we see in our doctors and why so many doctors come to our community and, and come because they've either burnt out or lost hope is that they suddenly find a pathway that offers hope. And, and it's like, it's a very difficult thing to put your finger on, but the number, hundreds of doctors over the years at Nutrition Network that have said to me they came because they'd lost hope, like they'd almost given up, um, that, you know, treating chronic disease is the most depressing thing. It's, it's like it's this hopeless feeling where you're just trying to kind of tide over something and you know the patient's outlook. Um, you, you can tell them, you can warn them, you, you can tell them that in a couple of years they're going to lose a leg, but patients don't understand it like they do with acute conditions. You know, it's like it's a long-term thing. So as humans, we just keep eating our chocolates and having our ice cream and thinking, okay, well, I'm diabetic, but like there's a bit more insulin I can use. And it's, it's very difficult to treat people with chronic disease, particularly diabetes and, you know, the conditions that come with it. And very hard, very hopeless. So to suddenly, after 20 years of never really seeing, I mean, it wasn't actually understood that there was a way to reverse or remit diabetes until just a couple of years ago. And a lot of mainstream doctors still don't understand it. And when we talk to them about how kind of our doctors on our trainings are seeing patients every day, like they are living normal lives, they're remitting severe diabetes, they're coming off all their drugs, and off they go into life again. But it's not part of medical training currently, which is yeah. so sad. So sad. But I think with the movement, I, I, I am hopeful. I am hopeful because I think more and more people just cannot carry on anymore. Um, yeah. And I do think people are slowly waking up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you brought up so many good points that <laughs> I wanted to comment on. Um, one of them being just like, I think it's it's on low carb MD. So Dr. Brian Lenski, who's one of the lecturers that you guys have had, and also Dr. Cho, you know, in their opening sort of remark, they say that there's like no one is beyond hope, no one is beyond help. Mm. Um, and I think you know not only type two diabetes, insulin resistance, but like you know depression, schizophrenia, eating disorders, PCOS, endometriosis, like all of these chronic conditions. I mean, myself, I've I was on medication at one stage for I was on antidepressants. I don't need to take those anymore. Like, mm-hmm. and I I think you and I are just two out of like, I think at this point millions of people who have really found <laughs> like mm-hmm. reversed these quote-unquote diagnoses or at least put them into remission or at least taking charge and managing them and, I mean, so the, much better. Depression is such an interesting one that you bring up because it's, yeah, I mean, it's just the most prevalent, you know, I'm in my mid-40s and it's like I don't have many friends that aren't on antidepressants and or a variety of other psychiatric medications and for depression and anxiety in particular, but and a handful of things. And it's so hard to have the conversation because people's doctors always tell them they have to be on this thing for life. So they get diagnosed with a particular condition like depression or bipolar depression, and it's like, I'm going to be on this for the rest of my life. And how do you deal with that kind of diagnosis? You know, it, it's it's like... The, how depressing so depressing <laughs> like you're depressed as it is and now you tell 
your depression can't be treated and that it has or it can be only treated with this particular drug that's going to be a costly and come with a lot of side effects and complexities to it for life yeah. and that's the same as the diabetes diagnosis it's like this is forever it's going to get worse until until you die a terrible death well no <laughs> like we know so many people now we're seeing so many people that are just completely transforming those diagnoses into outlooks where they live perfectly normal healthy lives on either very low or no medication 100 it's not right it's not fair to give people those kinds of terminal type diagnoses and obviously now this is a big step that we're taking which is that we're starting to look at how we can offer hope from a different treatment perspective as part of the adjunct you know sort of adjunct treatment to cancer and that's a huge one. It's a difficult one to step into. We've been very careful about the way we've done as We've wanted to talk about it for years. And of course, it's a very hard emotional topic to cover, but we can't not anymore. We can't not say we've got to start to understand and medicine needs to start to understand that there are these alternatives that might, I'm not saying they definitely will, that might offer you better outlooks, might offer you a chance of a different life and a different treatment path that isn't so absolutely awful to face yeah 100 percent. and we're going to get onto that right now but i think just going back to you know receiving a diagnosis even if it's not necessarily like a mental health diagnosis but any diagnosis i think um i don't know if you're aware i don't know if you're familiar with dr caroline leaf yes mm-hmm. so i know that she is quite vocal about like her discerning of even diagnosing someone because it's like people will just take on that diagnosis and and take on that label and like yeah and again just through the work of what I suppose Nutrition Network are doing is just to empower individuals to understand that they have way more power and that like the diagnosis for the most part and I would say for the majority of you know diagnoses that are out there of course there are some that you can't necessarily reverse but until you've addressed the lowest hanging fruit, you know, of which nutrition is probably the, the biggest lowest hanging fruit. But, you know, there's obviously all the lifestyle interventions, sleep, community purpose, all the things, stress. Um, yeah, it. for the most part, you can totally triumph over these diagnoses. And then, of course, those are just symptoms. Mm-hmm. Become your the, become the detective and try to figure out the root of those. Um, and then also regarding medication, another big thing that's also close to my heart is just mm-hmm. doctors not necessarily giving true informed consent to their patients. Um, you know, one of the first things that I know doctors prescribe patients, you know, diagnosed with PCOS is, yeah, just take the pill. Yes, I mean, any hormonal, artificial or natural hormonal intervention is a, is a drug. It's an Find an extreme thing to do to a homeostatic system. So it's 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 the story over and over as we've evolved into kind of a society that wants a drug to fix something like a pill or a pack or a whatever it is an intervention. Instead of looking within and starting to look at our, how our behaviours created the problem. Yeah, it is also easier to take a pill, and sometimes they do. Yeah. They are necessary and they definitely do help. But for the most part, I mean, even just with antidepressants alone, the side effects on your metabolic health are profound. I gained I gained so much weight. I probably put myself into like a pre-hyper insulin resistant state (laughs) just by being on antidepressants alone. Um, And then people, 
then like, oh, I can't lose weight. Let me go to the endocrinologist. Oh, it's a thyroid problem. Let me get more medication now. Yeah, no, it's, it's a whole. I mean, it is easier to take a pill, maybe. But it's also, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, what we really want to do is work back towards eating a diet that eradicates or eliminates the need for any kinds of supplements. And that's quite a vast statement. I mean, I know I have to take a couple of supplements, sort of particular things that really, really impact my metabolic health if I don't. But I constantly work towards a diet that is more organic. So, for example, I can't, I have to take a daily magnesium pill. I really find it makes a huge difference. And I've tried for a long time to kind of up all of the, you know, foods that have enough magnesium in them. But there's also just that acceptance that, the soil is not what it used to be. The world is not the way that food is not what it used to be. And we live in a modern world. So it's like finding that balance between taking like 80 supplements a day plus a whole host of chronic medication versus like really, really honing in on your diet and saying, I deserve quality nutrient dense food that is going to sustain this body better. 100%, 100%. And the bio-individuality piece is also very important there, which, again, just speaks to the importance of working with someone like a coach or a practitioner or, or anyone who is knowledgeable in this to get your own unique <laughs> sort of framework. I also use magnesium. Um, I also am convinced that our soil is so deplete exactly. <laughs> that I think everyone kind of needs magnesium. And then, and then it's, a, it's a bit like Pandora's box because then it starts, you know, I really believe that like I would like to be part of changing the soil and agricultural system so that even if it's not in my lifetime, but that so that my son when he's in his 40s doesn't have to take magnesium constantly. Yeah. Um, like what what can we start to change now? These are all things that are part of system change. So we're trying to reverse like the mass depletion of the agricultural systems on the planet, which is where, what feeds us. For sure. If it's not okay, we're not okay. You know? 100%. Like it, but how do we do that? There's quick fixes and then there's long-term fixes and there are drugs that help. You know, yeah, reality. for sure, for sure. I know Farmer Angus is doing amazing work in the in the regenerative agriculture space. I interviewed him um, last year or the year before, um, and they are yeah. I think to support support as best you can um, people who are doing amazing work out there. Um, now onto the main. Um, topic of discussion, which is cancer. Um, Nutrition Network are soon to be releasing their new, well, your new <laughs> cancer and metabolic disease module. Um, but before we maybe briefly cover that, I think for those, I mean, we, we've mentioned Nutrition Network so many times, but for those who are not aware of Nutrition Network, what is it? What is a brief backstory and why was it founded? So Nutrition Network was founded by the Notes Foundation in 2018, and it was really, we couldn't find enough, we couldn't find doctors that we could refer patients to, and we also couldn't find doctors that we could work with when we were going with Eat Better South Africa into local communities. So we would go to a town and we would have a group of, say, 60 women that were going to now do our low-carb program. And there were a couple of them. There's usually about 10% of people that really need to see a doctor. So we do all the pre-bloods, and, you know, some of them are diabetic, some of them have hypertension. They have to go to a doctor. Then we would have this immense struggle trying to, A, either find a doctor, B, trying to get one of our only two doctors at the time that we were sure knew low-carb really well enough to work with us in the intervention, to drive out sort of miles away to go and support these patients. We just didn't have enough people that we knew we could really trust that understood 
what we were doing and how to work with patients. So we had a little list that was like 10 people that said they were low-carb doctors and it was a bit iffy. So we went about creating a training program that would give us the confidence, like a really kind of broad spectrum, basic training, um, professional training for doctors and specialists and healthcare, anyone that was registered with an HPCSA number, so like nurses, dietitians, and doctors pretty much, to train and to get the certificate so that we could then say, okay, well, this person knows the basics. Um, and what happened, we did it for South Africa, but what happened was because it was online, it was instantly international. Um, and actually South Africa is our fifth biggest country in nutrition network. So it's not even the, like where our vision landed. Of course, it landed in North America and Europe and in Australia where there is a huge low carb and ketogenic community. So we've since then, um, produced 38 trainings and we have trained over 7,000 practitioners in over 100 countries around the world. We're in six languages um, and we've just really followed what we've needed to do in order to advance the education of the low-carb community around the world so that there are patients, so there are people that patients can go to and trust that they're going to get it right, that they're going to support them with things from as broad as obesity and diabetes reversal to a whole other host, including neurological diseases. And we've since then trained three groups of medical certified experts, and we're about to start our third coaching expert group, which you're on. So, And the, the certification is very rigorous. It's what we would see as a postgraduate medical diploma or degree. Um, it's got incredibly, incredibly difficult and rigorous content and analytics based on it. So people that have done the certification we see as kind of the world expert level in this field. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. And we're a community ultimately, but before anything else, before the trainings, I think what we actually are is just a community. So we had like a doctor in Indonesia who was just working in her clinic alone using low carb on her patients and no one supported what she was doing or understood it. And she found us and came to us and went like, oh, there's somewhere I can talk to patients. People talk about case studies with each other. Um, they refer each other from coach to, you know, patients and backwards and forwards. And it's a community of practice and knowledge. Yeah, and community is a tenant of health. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in a world where this is very much seen unconventional, <laughs> mm -hmm. although hopefully in the future it will become conventional, um, mm -hmm. and just going against the grain, I think community is even more important. Yeah, and I think almost everyone that has I've spoken to or that shared why they're involved in the Nutrition Network, they've said that they felt very lonely. And, you know, I mean, I know medicine is one of the highest suicide rates in the world. There's that I talked about earlier, that feeling of hopelessness. And then suddenly finding a place where you can actually make manifest change on patients' lives. And suddenly it's like, I have hope again. I've got a sense of purpose again. And this is actually why I swore to that Hippocratic Oath, which is most people come to medicine in particular because they really want to help. Mm. They really want to make people healthier. They're what they are healers ultimately. And then they're just stuck in a system where they are just prescribing terrible drugs to people and making them sicker. Yeah. And there's a deep tragedy and sense of loss of purpose in that. 
Yeah, it's it's really become, unfortunately, a sick care system. Um, but I think Nutrition Network's purpose in this world, and I think what I foresee doing is just going to be creating a healthcare system, which is essentially what it was always intended to be. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, so you've touched on, I mean, there's no place that feels as hopeless as the sort of traditional treatment pathways for cancer yeah well, of course we have to go there we have to start talking about it we you know it's always off it's often off limits cancer and it's like you can't talk about it it's such an emotional and painful disease but that's where we have to do the work you know it's like between cancer and palliative care there are some very difficult conversations around how we're going to do better for patients and how we're going to understand you know kind of diseases in a way that is more supportive of lifestyle and wellness rather than just very very complex um medicate destructive medication routes which mm. is what research has been focused for the last 30 to 40 years in the cancer treatment yeah so let's let's go deep into cancer and metabolic um disease you can that the floor is yours um just about painting the picture of yeah what nutrition yeah. network and why yeah i mean i think i want to say that it's this is something very very close to home and and difficult for me to talk about even as it is for most people like we i don't know anyone that's not been touched and or devastated by cancer yeah. in their lives and for me, in 2017, both my father and my sister were diagnosed with breast cancer very close together, like I think it was in the same weeks. Um, and of course, my father ultimately passed away from cancer, breast cancer, which is unusual for a man. And my sister had a lot of treatments and she's now been in remission for many years. But what it did for me was, A, it like put me suddenly from like, you know, already having struggles with my metabolic health and knowing that I'm on a path that's got a complexity attached to it around chronic disease to into like a fear zone. And suddenly, you know, when I went for my gynae checkup, he used to say like, check your breasts every month. And then he said, check them every day. <laughs> you know, and it was like, what? Um, and, and then I started to go, well, okay, this is happening. And this is now obviously very firmly mapped into my genetics. And I've got to start to look myself at like what's actually going on here and how this applies to the work that I do. And what is what we now understand and what our training is called is that cancer is a metabolic disease. Um, and, you know, what we understand is that it's a modern disease. And when we look at the, the kind of advancements of cancer and how it's taking over in such a massive way and how the numbers are so up and how the fear that it represents for so many of us, we have to, of course, understand better how we're going to implement support for cancer patients in better, better ways. Like, how do we improve the outlook? And then, so, of course, the first thing I did, other than starting to do a lot of supportive things for my own lifestyle when this all happened in my family system, was I started to look at the research. And what we now understand is that the research is lacking. Um, and what happened, which happened with most disease pathways, is that it kind of when you know in the sort of last couple of decades the the research was focused was funded by pharmaceutical drugs and has focused very much on medication treatment of cancer um, and that is with massive respect that I say this like I, I really like there's and there's no community with as much love and passion for supporting patients as the cancer community in both kind of the pharmaceutical aspects of it to some extent and also the actual medical professionals that work with cancer patients and I think we all agree 
that we'd like to see things better. So we'd like to see better outcomes for patients. We'd like to see better complementary therapies, more affordable and accessible for patients. And we'd like people to have the options presented to them that are not only like very, very draconian treatment measures. So that's what we're intending with this particular piece of work that we're doing is we are, we did it very carefully. So for the first time, we're taking a piece of work at, with a partner. Um, so we've partnered with Dr. Nasha Winters and her school, um, which is really, really important to us because she's overseen all of the kind of developments of the curriculum. Um, so her, it's called the Metabolic Terrain Institute of Health. And they train, they've trained thousands of doctors and coaches around the world in um, you know, how to work with cancer patients and how to work with the treatment in a way that integrates lifestyle and in particular diet as well into the way that they are approaching their treatments of cancer. So we've built a module that's a very much an introductory module. It's been co-curated with Dr. National Winters and our curriculum director, who's a physician, specialist physician, Hasina Kaji. And I think we all really believe in, you know, wanting to see patients better off wanting to better understand cancer and the alternatives available. And we've got an incredible, incredible, mind-blowing host of lecturers on this particular training that I just am in awe of across the board. Yeah, most of them are like my celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, yeah, every lecture, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they actually, I go through those and mention some of the ones that are, or actually talk to all, do, is, do you want me to mention them? Yes. Yeah, so obviously Prof Noakes talks about cancer as a modern disease. And he also, this is a chapter he writes in the ketogenic textbook, which is where he talks about this kind of evolutionary perspective of human beings and where our health started to go askew, um, how our diets changed and why they changed ancestrally and historically. And then when we started to see cancer emerging as a kind of modern disease, that it wasn't really around, you know, it was very uncommon in mid-Victorian England, for example. It was not understood. It was not a disease that we really had to spend a lot of time focusing on like it is now. Um, so he, an amazing talk that he gives. And then Dominic Augustino, who is a world-renowned expert, he is looking at his particular research that he does into press pulse management of cancer where he works with fasting and the metabolism to treat cancer with incredible incredible early results that we're seeing from his lab um martha tessenborn who is a dietitian who worked on her, worked through her own cancer diagnosis using fasting complementing her chemotherapy program with fasting and had incredible results shares her research and her experiences here. Then we've got Janet Ottersberg, who is the head coach and educational director at the Metabolic Terrain, and she's a, a OT and a life coach, cancer expert. She is giving a lecture on how, the role of coaching in cancer and how important coaches are. Um, Leslie Chorn, who's a psychologist, um, she's talking about kind of the connection between trauma and health and the way that somatic psychotherapy and somatics can support patients in terms of their treatment and prevention. We've got Miriam Kaleman, who's very, very well known in the brain cancer community and glioma community. Her son died ultimately of glioma, but she, she worked through an incredible, incredible ketogenic protocol with him. And he lived for many years healthily on this. Um, and she talks about ketogenic diet and its role in cancer treatment. And then, of course, we've got Dr. Nasha Winters, who is she gives four lectures on this training um, that are just all around 
the work that the Metabolic Terrain School does and the integrative approach to cancer and metabolic approach to cancer. And then we've got Alison Garrett, who is a nutrition coach, and she talks about how she works with patients and different strategies to manage cancer and diet together. We've got an amazing oncologist, integrative and functional oncologist, Wafa Abdelhadi, and, and she, she talks about the optimism in cancer and like the alternative perspectives to cancer. We've also got Zoltan Kafizi, who's just been added. Um, he's a nutrition network health coach, and he's talking about deuterium depletion, a complementary therapeutic possibility for cancer, which is a kind of new, interesting novel research area. And then Dr. Anthony Chaffee, who's joining with his incredible, incredible research that he does, particularly around brain cancer and the nutritional approach to treating cancer you know, alongside traditional conventional therapies. So you're a mouthful, a handful, a really, really rich, incredible group of people on this training. I'm totally in awe of all of them and the work they do. Yeah, it's going to be, I literally have goosebumps. It's going to be incredible. And yeah, cancer is, it's a scary, it's a scary, scary thing. Um, and I think all of us in the back of our heads, I think, are, you know, subconsciously or consciously, it's always something in the back of our heads. And I I think something like this is very daring and brave. I know, I, I respect and I understand. Um, but I I think it's needed. I think opening this layer is very needed for both healthcare practitioners and just the general person to understand. Yeah. Yeah, and since 2018, we've every time we've formulated our curriculum, I've said, what about the cancer piece? And we've looked at it and we've discussed it. And a couple of times we've even approached, you know, researchers and oncologists and, and we've got nowhere because there's a huge fear around cancer. It's like it's such a hush topic. But that's what we do is we talk about difficult things and we bring them, we shine light on them and we start to bring them into a more integrative space, you know, and diabetes was that. It was like, you can't talk about diabetes. You can't give patients hope. Like it's a hopeless disease, you know, and, and it's now it's like we've, we have thousands of doctors around the world reversing thousands, if not millions of patients' diabetes. And on we go. It's, we've changed the outlook and the trajectory of a disease. And what I hope, and we don't know that, we don't know for sure. This is very early on. The research is inadequate. We hope that we will see much better research in much better areas and that we'll start to shine light on this and have the conversation around, you know, better treatment paths. So we've been doing it very carefully and with immense trepidation, respect, and also humility Mm. for for patients and families that have lost loved ones to cancer. It's like we all hope that we can find a better way. Yeah, yeah, for sure, 100%. And I mean, up and above the cancer module, there are just (laughs) numerous amounts of other courses that you guys offer, gut health and women's health and just everything you could possibly think of and like still more I know is going to be coming and very, very important stuff. And I, I mean, that's why I'm very outspoken about Nutrition Network and why I have chosen to support and, you know, even just do your courses because I want to. Um, It's because I really do trust in the work of all of these amazing healthcare professionals and all of you guys on the board. So from my heart to yours, just like, thank you so very much for the very important work that you guys are doing. 
Thank you, Kelsey. So beautiful. It's so beautiful to have your voice on the community, your passion, and your, <laughs> your unique perspective that you also bring. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I've never been able to look back just because I also, I, I really do empathize with that feeling of like just feeling stuck and feeling like you're so broken and there's something like wrong with you. All of these symptoms, like why can't I get better? Like what, what is happening? Um, and to be able to not be in that space is just like enough for me not to keep quiet. And to be honest, I'd rather have a mind full of emotion and gratitude and words and sentences than a mind unable to have any of those. So yeah, I'm very, very grateful for, for you guys. Um, and before I ask you your last question, um, firstly, if there's anything else you want to speak about, um, but also maybe you can mention where people can find you or follow you or just Nutrition Network alone. Um, yeah, you can find Nutrition Network called nutrition-network.org is our website and we're on all social media channels and I'm on social media. I've got a Facebook page where I share my own personal journey and work stuff, which is Jane with the Y Bullen. Um, and yeah, there's many, many ways to connect with us. And also I wanted to mention, if I can, that the cancer module launches at the end of this month. So if you're interested, there's an early bird price that makes it a bit more affordable. It's 20% off until the 29th of Feb. So it's $292. And we offer payment options and reduced rates for South Africans and people from developing countries. So do if it's something you really need to do for whatever your reasons are, please write to us. We will always find a way to include and support you, particularly with this module. Thank you, Jane. We appreciate that. And I'll put all of that in the, all those links in the show notes. And for your last question, um, gratitude is something that has helped me. And I know that you can attest to this as well. And I would just like to ask you, what is one thing that you are grateful for today? Oh, everyone that participates in the Nutrition Network community, it is just mind-blowing to dabble in. Uh, sometimes when I'm feeling hopeless, go and look at just our listings page and read a few of the bios of people that I don't know, and I've stepped right back into the center of gratitude. It is so amazing and diverse and inspiring, the people that come to us and that do our trainings and trust us. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Jane. And thank you for your time. I appreciate it a lot. I'm grateful for that. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been so cool. Thank you so much. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. If you know of anyone who would benefit from hearing this show, please share, share, share. Sharing really helps grow the show. And another free way to help support the show is leaving up to a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening to this podcast on. It means so much. Don't forget about your special 10% discount on any Oxford HealthSpan product when you enter KELSEY, all in capitals, as a discount code at checkout. A link will be in the show notes. Don't forget about your special affiliate link if you are interested in enrolling for a Nutrition Network course. And of course, the 20% discount until the 29th of February 2024 for their new cancer module. Follow the links in the show notes. Don't forget about your special 10% discount on Zero BS Beef Tallow products by entering Kelsey underscore Beholter as a discount code at checkout. And don't forget about your special 10% discount on Liver's new Kudu Liver Supplement by entering Kudu10 as a discount code at checkout via the link provided for you in the show notes. And until next time, 
Stay safe. Stay real. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Human Theatre. I hope you learned something new. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and give a rating or a review on whatever app you are listening to this podcast on. I would love to hear your feedback, so please don't hesitate to reach out on Instagram or via email. All the links are in the show notes. Remember, you are your most important person in this world. Keep shining your unique light. Until next time.